What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Baseball Connection. So the hot stove is heating up. It really is. Now that a lot of players have been non-tendered and the pool of free agent players is bigger, we're getting a much better picture of who's talking to who, you know, which players are going where. We've had some trades. I actually didn't even mention yesterday that the Dodgers acquired Corey Kniebel from the Brewers. And this was after Kniebel was set to be non-tender by the Brewers, but they found a last-minute trade, and the Dodgers were saying, well, we'll take him. So they just sent him to L.A. for a player to be named later, or cash, which is basically nothing, because that's what they were going to do anyway. They're going to let him go for nothing. So he's still eligible for arbitration with the Dodgers. So Kniebel, you know, he's a former, formerly really good reliever, all-star in 2017, but he absolutely struggled this season because he's coming back from 2019 Tommy John surgery, and he was rocked for a 6.08 ERA this year. I mean, this was his first action on a big league mound since the end of 2018, but, I mean, it wasn't pretty at all. There are a lot of red flags for him this year. Um, mostly his fastball velo was down. He was three miles an hour shy of what it was in 2017. And although his velo started to trend upward late in the season, so maybe that was what the Dodgers saw, and that gave them some hope that, He'll regain some of the life on his fastball next year when he's another season removed from that surgery. But um, because he struggled so heavily this year, that's going to mean he's not going to take home much of a raise on his $5.125 million salary he made in 2020. But, I mean, that just means he's going to be an affordable high upside roll of the dice for the Dodgers. A cheap a cheap dice roll. I mean, they've... They've been doing this in recent years. I mean, we saw them do it with, like, Blake Trinan, you know, go out and get these so-called, I guess you can say, dare I say it, these failed relievers and try to resurrect them in L.A. That's what they've done to see what they can do. But now he's going to join the late-inning mix featuring Kenley Jansen, Brewster, Gratterall, and Joe Kelly. And the Dodgers are probably going to add to that group between now and opening day because that's what they always do. They always carry a lot of bullpen they carry a lot of pitchers in general, guys who can start, guys who can be in the pen, long men, um, high leverage relievers. They do this a lot. But yeah, Corey Kniebel is on his way to L.A. That's the big one. And, you know, yesterday I talked about all the all the guys that were non-tendered. So we already know all about that. But some more specific rumors. The Mets are talking to James McCann. So for all this all this discussion about, oh, the Mets are going to sign Real Muto, going to make a big splash. Turns out it's James McCann that they're currently talking to. Who, who knows if they're talking to both players? They probably are. But it was reported yesterday that the Mets are in active talks with James McCann and a four-year deal looks possible. And the Mets are making a serious push for James McCann. So it's, it's, a, um, it's, a, legitimate, it's a legitimate discussion that they're having. So maybe they just figured that Instead of getting JT Realmuto, they can go out and get another good player, James McCann, who is an all-star catcher. They can go out and get a good player for much cheaper. I mean, you're talking about a guy who had a 144 OPS plus this year, although his career numbers are not anywhere near that. This was, you know, the best offensive year of his career. But you could make the argument that he is trending upwards because 2019, he was an all-star, 108 OPS plus, and he had really good numbers there. Just his career numbers are pretty pitiful with the bat, 86 OPS plus. So they're probably betting that, you know, he's he's become a better player as he's aged and he's entered his prime now. He's 30 now. Maybe uh, that's that's a better roll of, the, roll of the dice than 
JT Realmuto. Except, except I don't really understand the logic there because JT Realmuto is a known quantity. You know exactly what you're getting. You're getting the best catcher in baseball. No if ands, or buts about it. But James McCann obviously is going to be much cheaper. I don't know why you would be afraid to spend money if you're the Mets. What what reason do you have to be afraid to spend money? You just got a new ownership group. You have a lot to prove. Go out and spend that money. I, I don't I don't get that, but that's what's being reported. So if you're a Mets fan, um, it, it is definitely um, a downgrade. If this happens, it is a downgrade from JT Realmuto, but we'll have to wait and see if the ink dries on anything. But that that did surprise me a bit because I, I thought they'd go out and get a big a big player. I mean, they're talking Springer, they're talking Realmuto, then they end up with something less. It'd be funny if it goes from Springer or Realmuto to like McCann or Jackie Bradley Jr. or something like that. That'd be that'd be a huge disappointment for Mets fans. Apparently, the Red Sox are talking to Eddie Rosario. Uh, they're interested in acquiring Eddie Rosario. Um, Rosario was just non-tendered by the Twins, so you're getting a a good bat, a good power bat, corner bat, um, except his defense isn't that good. So what would happen is if he were to go to Boston, he would join Alex Verdugo as the other corner outfielder. Andrew Benintendi would slide over to center field, which is actually Benintendi's natural position. So there are talks about that. There are also talks that the Yankees are interested in Michael Brantley, although I don't see this one working. Because, I mean, the Yankees don't have space for another outfielder. Why do we have to fool ourselves every year? And uh, ignore the fact that they have too many outfielders already. Well, not too many, but they have a lot. Because the reason I say not too many is because the two or their, their two big guys, Judge and Stanton, are always hurt. So always need to fill in for those guys. But you have Judge, Stanton, Clint Frazier. You have Mike Talkman. You have Gardner, who's still out there. Um, and Duhar. And Duhar. Don't forget. I mean, did we forget about Miguel and Duhar? This this dude just got completely forgotten because he got hurt. But we have to remember just. Two years ago, he was, you know, <laughs> he was elite. Second rookie of the year in 2018, put up elite numbers with the bat. He just didn't get much playing time this year. I mean, in the small playing time he did get, he didn't really do much, but such a small sample size. I mean, we're talking about 65 plate appearances this year. That's nothing. It's absolutely nothing. Can't draw any conclusions from that. I, I still have a lot of uh, confidence that Miguel Andujar is an elite bat. I do. But they don't really seem to have a position for him. And that's the problem because he's not a good defensive third baseman. They have Gio Urshela doing that. And their outfield is crowded. So tough time to crack the Yankees roster. And I figure a guy like Michael Brantley, who was a free agent at 33, who's been an elite player for a long time, doesn't want to go to New York to come off the bench. I don't see why he would want to do that. A veteran you know, guy who's, who's an all-star, I mean, elite bat. He's just, yeah, a career 116 OPS plus he has he's gotten better over the years his bat has gotten better there's no reason he would want to go to New York to sit the bench it makes absolutely no sense so I doubt he's going to sign with the Yankees because yeah it, it just doesn't make any sense somebody else is going to sign him and allow him to play every day or pretty much close to every day I think that makes a lot more sense for Michael Brantley but yeah that is all I have for today if you enjoyed this Please share it with someone who'd be interested and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.